0: Welcome to episode 227 of the s and Podcast Show. Steven's here, Dan and Vin are both here. What's going on, boys?
1: Nothing much. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a couple weeks. Hope everything's been going well.
2: Doing good, doing good. A rare Sunday morning show for us over here. So let's get going. Yeah. So one one question.
1: What time did you did you guys watch the rest of the whole Met game, or did you guys pass out like I did? Thankfully, I did.
0: I ended up watching it. We were I was about to go to sleep. But then I was like, Yeah, one morning. One morning.
1: I was yeah, I was I, uh, I passed out uh one of the innings Lugo was pitching. So
0: there was a long way to go after
1: that. So after who pitched after Lugo? I know Flexen blew the save. Uh, uh
0: pitched a couple innings.
1: Okay, no, no so I passed out Gesellman.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I believe it was Gesellman and then Flexen.
1: Yep. Oh, man. Today's game is going
0: to be very ugly. Jason, Jason Vargas, Vargas is going to take a beating. <laughs> he has to. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. I mean... I'm, oh, they so, I don't, I have, they get the extra see. rouser spot today, right? No. What's the 26th man role? Not for rain delays, but isn't there like a role where if you play... I think that's only double headers. It's only double headers? If I'm not mistaken... Well, that should be a thing, man.
2: That's a good idea, actually. That's a good roster idea. Um, but I think, especially, um,
0: especially if you're going to use your entire bullpen.
2: Yeah, the only relief pitcher that didn't pitch last night was their clo- was
0: Josh Hager oh, on both teams. Yeah, which means basically you got to think Gasellman and Lugo are both out today.
2: Definitely.
1: Well, well, Lugo definitely because you we have that rule with Lugo.
2: Right, and Gasellman is going to be out today too. Yeah. Uh, Diaz only Selman pitched pits, an inning. So Lugo pitched three pick. and
0: Gesellman pitched three. So they basically pitched a, a start. They both got a start, right. guess, right? Yes. Um Yes. Diaz only pitched an in inning, so he could probably pitch again. Uh, Gagan and. <sighs> Drew Gano, yeah, he only pitched a, a third of
2: an inning, I think. Zamar also only pitched an in inning. So he could probably pitch again. I, I'm very surprised. I haven't seen it yet, but they. Probably should send Chris Lexon down. I I was just about to say that I'm
1: rather shocked that 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 hasn't happened yet. Well, he got called
2: up
0: yesterday morning.
2: I know, but they could send him back down. We need another person. Yeah. Oh. I agree with that one. Tyler Tyler Bachelor or something. I don't know. One of those guys.
1: Yeah, I'm actually actually shocked about that as well. It just sucks that our. Our bats are completely
0: cooled off, other than uh, McNeil. Actually, McNeil was oh for five in the game <laughs> last night, and then went three straight before the right the three right. straight. Yeah, and then the they're hitting when they're not. The other night they said um, he was like one for his last like thirty or something. Him and yeah. Nemo were both like one first until last night. Well. Yeah. Well, Nemo, I think it's like oh for twenty something. I'm pissed, so and I, piss, and I tweeted that. this out yesterday. Why does Peter Alonzo's arm guard say Peter? Well, I I've that noticed clear, that too. Yeah, it's clearly before the name
2: change. I mean, can we get the guy a new thing, please?
0: It's not that difficult to pull stitching out of a out of a elbow guard.
2: How hard is that? How hard is it to get a new will? Oh I mean, he's playing really well, so let's not get a new well. Yeah, let's let's, keep let's Well he
0: went he went one for whatever yesterday. He had
2: two. Yeah, I think Yeah, he had a single later on. I I was up for that. Oh, okay. I, they're pitching and when, then he's diving hitting, head hitting first. when they're not pitching. I, hopefully it'll all come together, but
0: I don't know. Listen, they gotta go through this, right? Every team yeah. goes through it throughout the year, so but we're gonna talk more baseball later on. Uh, we got a packed show today. We're going to talk some NHL playoffs, uh, recap the NFL draft, and of course talk both Mets and Yankees later on in the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of social media. We also have some big announcements coming up this week, so make sure to look out for those on our on our social media page. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all other podcast apps, including SNDblog.com. Go check out all the shows. That being said, all
2: right. right, Welcome back to the SD podcast show. We're going to get right into the NHL playoffs and the unfortunate um, exit of the New York Islanders earlier than we all—maybe not earlier than we all wanted to, but they made it uh, earlier than expected. Further, we got further than we thought we would. Once they made the playoffs, to me, it was kind of gravy. I know, you know, to play with house money, people don't like that phrase, but whatever. It was all house money to me, to be completely honest. Whatever they did, I I was happy with. Um, Obviously, they dominated the Penguins, and the first two games of the series were not were close. I mean, they going. Into the third period of the first three games, actually they were tied at zero zero, up one nothing, and tied at two. And then the third periods, they, I mean, I might want to say fell apart, but gave up the lead or gave up or or didn't score. Their offense was the problem. Really, they only scored one, maybe two five on five goals, and one of them was. Uh, classic Brock Nelson goal when they were down five to one in game four. Um yeah, the only five on five goal they scored besides that was Josh Bailey. So clearly they need to uh get their offense, you know, improved in the offseason, but all in all, very successful season.
0: I mean, from July starting July first, we were seventy points, basically. Seventy to eighty point range team. So, just to hit that mark when they did, and we saw it the whole second half of the year, they all struggled to score goals. The team all struggled to score goals. Um, and I understood, like, and I hear it now, and everyone's yelling oh we stood Pat, we stood Pat, we stood Pat. But again, all those guys that were traded, all those guys who were gotten, like Stone and Duchesne, would have cost us Bellows, Wallstrom, Dobson, and now next year when we would want to have those guys, or the year after, they wouldn't be around.
2: One hundred percent. I would have made the move for Stone. Stone's really the only guy I would have made the move
0: made the move for. Yeah, but now when scoring, and- Wa- Wallstrom comes up and goes to Vegas and scores thirty goals a year. And has 70 points a year, you're going to be like, wow, we could have used those 70 points when Stone possibly doesn't even re-sign with us. I mean, it's possible. So would it have been worth it? And honestly, and you hear it all the time, Lou Lambrinero is one of the best team-building guys. The Devils that he GM'd all had maybe four names on it. And that's yeah, this, true. this was, was a me.
1: prototype of Lou Am- Lamarillo's style of play, as you can tell. Um, it was just—it's just one of those. It was year one of the f- regime. They weren't going to go crazy into the trade trade deadline. Like you guys mentioned, with the prospects that are in the wings and ready to call- get called up within the next year or two years, they—they're just going to have to find a way to get a couple. Just that one or two goal scoring guys that alright, we know on an, on an, any given night this guy can break out, like like a Barzell I think with Barzell, I think Barzell had a good, solid year as you guys can say it, like, I would like to see him be a little bit on, more selfish at certain points in the game would you guys agree at certain sure. points? Like, that goes for a lot of the guys on this team I think if they shot more instead of Making the extra pass a couple of times the series would have been a lot more different
0: yeah um, i do agree with that and also um the thing with barzell and you hear it all the time he's not the type of guy he's the type of guy who can make a move to be to get other guys open and you have to watch him but he's not a guy who you can say hey matt we need three goals right now go get them."
1: oh for, for sure
0: He's not. He's not that player. He's a. He's a team player. He's not a selfish player, like you oh, said. but he does not. need to shoot more, and he he ran into the worst <clears throat> luck.
1: Oh yeah. The towards game, the end of the, the season, game, game two was very shitty.
0: Listen, I'm not gonna blame the refs. I'm not gonna blame the arena ever. Because oh no
1: no 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 no. I that, that, I wasn't even going there. I was saying but, game two was very shitty in the terms of getting puck luck and hitting like three or four posts. Just the one shift was kind of annoying. But the refs did – other than game – what was that, game one with the, the goal interference? Yeah. That, yeah, that was the roughest call, but it wasn't the refs' fault the Islanders lost that game or Barclays center. No. Uh, it, it was just just bad luck. It was the combination of things we talked about last uh, podcast of well, rust. Which I didn't even think they were that rusty. It was just they just had zero puck luck, and the and game four their defense just decided to shut down completely in yeah. the second period, which was shocking, to say the very least.
2: Um, they, they just they need an I, I guess like a, a basically a home run hitter, an easy goal scorer. Every goal they score, correct, they have correct. to work yes. like super hard to get. They need somebody who could just walk in and take a risk there and score. Correct. Like, they they they
1: they, yeah, they definitely need 100%. Like it's going to be interesting next next season because how awesome Leonard and Bryce played this year. If they were to play the same level both if both of them came back next year and played the same level that they did last this year would be really really hard to see it really happening anywhere near it maybe maybe a little bit more a little less of what they did this year would still be obviously good, but right. what they did this year was simply amazing. So it's going to be interesting to see how they they come back, bounce back next year, and get that happening. You, who do you think he got? Who do you think the Islanders are going to resign this offseason? Well, Grice
0: is signed for another year. My biggest right. fear with my biggest fear with Leonard is that <sighs> someone's going, going to throw. A at- bo- no, yeah. he's not going to demand it, but someone's going to throw a butt- buttload of money at him.
1: Which is fair, because he is doesn't uh nominated.
0: Um, but here's the wait, thing. Had... Here's the thing. Think about where he was a year ago now, and the state that he was in, and him signing with the Islanders and everything changing for him. Does he want to leave? Does he want to yeah. leave this spot? Does it? Because, you know, that's one of those things that can go through his head. Like, if I leave this area, I got so far in my life just being here. If I leave it, what's going to happen? Then you, then uh, it's a big risk for the team that pays him all this money too. Because what if it happens? You know, for sure. we Look, see it all the time. Audience... We see relapse all the time. Let's oh, one hundred percent. Not advantage. saying he would,
1: right? But definitely. But you advantage. never, you never know. It, one,
2: one crappy sure. situation in life, and you're going back on a tailspin. But they, um, they are the ones that took the shot on him. So I think he obviously. I, I, I think, think won. I, I, I would,
1: I would assume he would stay too. But you know how sports are if there's one crazy offer you're taking it
2: right um i think lee's staying
1: i don't think yeah I, I'm, I'm i'm i figure lee would be staying as well i think brock's probably not going to be back so i'm going
0: to throw brock too much money because he's a center
2: the other right the other two brock and everly i'm okay with letting them walk i mean you have to replace their production but i'm okay with letting them walk
1: but you would, you would, you would do assume that you can get one of the younger guys to fill both of those voids. Um, if you if you weren't able to get if you weren't able to get, obviously I don't know the guys in the minors as much as you guys do, but I would assume you can you can you could probably wait on it, or unless you get a good free agency right back, because I'm sure the cap <coughs> cap room is pretty capable to doing a couple moves Let, as
0: well. Letting them walk will, will help the cap room. But the thing is with them is, you're not going to call those guys up right away. Wallström okay. played five games in the minor leagues. He came out of college and went straight to Bridgeport. Got it. So he played also, like three games at the end of the year and then a couple of playoff games.
2: Bellows was there all year, but also neither of them are centers. That's the only issue. So well,
0: everybody on this team is a center. <laughs>
2: They're going to have to acquire another center. Um, I mean, Duchesne's the big name in free agency, but like, I don't know. Anybody, really? Ryan Nugent Hopkins from the Oilers. That would be
0: the money saver. That would be the money saver right there.
2: Well, that, right. He's going to want a lot
0: of money because of his name, because he was a first overall pick.
2: He had a good season this year, actually. Right. He was. He's not a free agent, though. They'd have to trade for him. But the talks is like they don't really need Nick Letty anymore. So I'm sorry, Stephen, but we have to trade you for a center.
0: That's fine. <laughs> see, that's the thing, though. I see a scenario where they're going to look to try and trade somebody like Boy Chuck before they look to trade Letty. I just think Letty has so much more value. He does. Because but, they're but both. The-
2: they're essentially the third pair on this team at this point. So I mean I thought Letty actually played very well in the playoffs, but Bearded Letty. He, I think he's expendable. Bearded Letty. Right.
0: He had a he had a beard. That's that's <laughs> the key. Um well here's the thing with him. He was always an offensive defenseman, right? He could always take the <sighs> puck and just skate and go. That's not the Brady Trot system. Right, he needs to. The defensive pairings don't jump into the play as much in Barry Trotz's system. They sit back a lot more, especially because he was always on the ice whenever a guy like Barzell was on the ice, who isn't a defensive-minded player at all.
2: He had he had much more of like free ability, free reign to do what he wanted under the last coach. I I, there definitely was an adjustment to Trotz's system. I just, but even if, like, I could find somebody else to not jump into the play and who makes less than $6 million or whatever the hell he makes so. now.
0: Right. Yeah, but he's also so young. That's the key. Well, right, he's just, that's
2: that's why he has more value. That's what I'm saying. They could get a top six forward for him and it not really affect them that much on the back end.
0: It'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm going to trust Lulam now. Because, you know, he's a <laughs> he's a little narrow. He's like, there's no reason not to trust that guy, and that's why I didn't complain about the trade deadline. I'm like, this guy, this yeah. guy oh, has yeah. an idea of what he's doing.
1: Of course, and there was, there was no point. There was really no point of blowing up the farm system for one guy that would be most likely a rental. They played really well. I think this series just came down to puck luck and. Not capitalizing on opportunities which the Islanders could have prevented, and Game Four was simply just their defense decided to crap out at the worst opportunity. Right. Uh, I I think that's really what the series came down to. That wasn't like they got outplayed until Game Four. They
2: they were in Right. Every, they were with them the entire time.
1: They just needed that that one goal scorer. They they obviously couldn't. Which they obviously needed, but there was no point of blowing up the team for one goal scorer that we were probably not going to re-sign it July 1st.
0: Right, and also the whole thing with... I saw an interesting stat about Carolina. Since they moved to Carolina out of Hartford, it was... What was it? They've made the playoffs three times.
2: And they went to the conference final every time.
0: They went to the cup final... Twice, won once, and been to the conference finals every time. Right, like so, or maybe it was four like, times in the playoffs and every conference final every time it's been. Right, they, they, I know they've made the conference.
1: And final. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you, they don't really impress me much. They they're good, obviously, they're in the conference finals, but it's not like they just work hard for each other.
0: Yeah, right. no, no, they're,
1: yeah. yeah, they're great. They're a very solid team. They're, I'm not saying that, but it's just. Ugh, it's just frustrating because they their backup goalie played just, uh, played uh, in the middle of game two and then the rest of the way they played really well it's just damn like you're so used to losing to like a team with crosby or obichkin kind of team you're like all right that's right. That, that. just losing to the pan uh, the the hurricane you, you got to tip your hat to them they played well it was a hard fourth
0: series but it was just like really here here's the best part about the playoffs this year Evander Kane is probably the best all-around player in the playoffs right now. Arguably.
2: I was going to say what? Pasta. Was, yeah, was... the the Boston guys, probably. Boston. I was going to say Pasta. But, like, if, let's say Boston Costa gets knocked Marco. out,
0: you know, yeah, you're going to have some big names, but arguably Evander Kane's one of the top players in the playoffs right now. Like, which is surprising. Which yeah. is fun to watch. Oh, right,
1: yeah, the, the playoffs away. have been really fun.
0: Yeah. Like I was watching the end of the San Jose, Colorado game last night, and who what, won that game? Uh, San Jose. But like it okay. was two one, and the chances Colorado had at the end of the game were just like <clears throat> oh, one one no. pass gets through and it's 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 a goal. It's tie game. you are playing overtime.
2: Nathan Nathan McKinnon's the best player left in the playoffs. Nathan
0: McKinnon's been unbelievable, but it did.
2: Whatever, it's Again, teams that nobody's thing.
0: supposed to be watching. Like, today we can watch right. another wildcard team going to the conference finals. Dallas has the chance to win the series today. Do they? Yeah, they're up 3-1, I believe. Uh, 3-2. That right. might
2: quick.
0: Yeah, every series is at least 3-2 now. That's left. Uh, bu- 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 yeah, Dallas up 3-2 at home at 3 o'clock today.
2: Well, I mean, I like the Stars. I'm, I'm, I'll root for them.
0: The second round can start as early as Thursday at this point. The third round, sorry. But the point is, is like, these teams, Dallas, Colorado, San Jose. San Jose, yeah, is always supposed to be there, but they're going terrible all year. I don't know where he's the yeah. best thing in the league.
2: I don't know what happened he was obviously he was good before and then he stunk this year for some reason
0: right so with that being said, the nBA playoffs are still a joke, even though all the games one like, last night even though they keep going to double overtime every game is a minimum of one overtime
2: i'm I'm holding on hope that the Rockets win keep holding, yeah keep holding yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen either.
1: Oh, did you guys see this yesterday, the uh, Schefter's tweet that the Knicks are 16-1 to 1 odds to make it to the NBA Finals and win it if for next they, season?
0: If they sign Durant.
1: Yeah, no, but they have that right now. So something...
0: No, 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 no. That's if they sign Durant. Oh, it's no,
2: really- that's the yeah. odds, I think. Like. Yeah, yeah that's the odds.
0: the odds if they... Si- I think that's the odds to sign Durant or the odds if they no, have Durant. No, it was- it's
2: it was- just the odds. Bas- they're basically saying... Oh, let me get it. Hold on. Vegas has faith that
0: they're going to get
2: coming to the Knicks, basically. Yeah, because it's just they're just regular finals odds next year,
0: and it's sixteen to one. Yeah, so they are the only ones, huh? I,
2: I, part of it is obviously Vegas is trying to make money, and they know oh, that sure. New Yorkers are going to bet, and they know, oh, yeah, for sure, all that
1: stuff. So that would be crazy. I will be on the flight during the lottery night to italy on lottery night so hopefully hopefully uh the knicks bring. Oh, you yeah. hopefully ewing brings
0: some luck in case nobody knew, patrick ewing is going to be there for the Knicks. right
2: just in uh, case you're wondering oh patrick yeah ewing. <laughs> that's that's
1: yeah <laughs> that's how that's how the knicks have been they have nothing to talk about since november so <laughs> they're like keep
2: talking about patrick, patrick ewing's <laughs> coming come on patrick is this the first time he's done that. I'm actually. I'm, a, I'm almost. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of it because they would've... considering they never had any first round picks, right? Well, that
1: too.
0: <laughs> well, they kept they kept sending a guy to see who were giving the pick to.
1: Right.
2: Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. So. That was a good couple of years worth. <laughs> so stuff. the
2: Nuggets get our pick today. Okay. Well, that's good. Yes.
1: And that's talking basketball. Sickly, yeah. <laughs> and the Can- the the Portland Blaze, uh, the Trailblazers have been really surprising as well, which is fun, been fun to watch on um,
0: Dam- highlights. Damian Lillard is one of the best players in, is a top eight player in this league. Oh
1: yeah, the, oh guy- yeah, you're not really. He's probably the most underrated player in the league.
0: On. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league.
1: Yeah. Uh, for no, notoriety, yeah. But, yeah, everybody knows he's a top-ten player. Um, It's just it's just funny with Cantor. He he, uh, he threw shade at the Knicks a couple weeks ago. Thank him for releasing him. No problem, Enos. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell
2: his problem is. He's what just are that you? He's just What do we do to him? Nothing. What, are he's we, the just, Turkish
1: government? He's just that guy. And then him getting hurt on that, like, all right, it was a little rough box out, but it was a box out. <laughs> He talk,
0: the guy did toss his elbow at him. So
1: yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, I'll,
0: Stay on your feet.
1: Bum. Yeah, sick league. Um, <laughs> uh, just that's about it. I don't know. I, I, it's really interesting. To, really about the East. Like, who's going to play the Warriors in the NBA Finals?
2: Do
0: yeah. we think Toronto
2: has a
1: chance in
0: the? I think the everybody's team. got a chance. Oh,
1: uh, well, that's the uh, thing. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Lucky. I, yeah, that that's that's a that's been a great series. Uh it's I two think, one I think Portland, the Sixers going Yeah, I think Sixers are gonna find a way to pull that out that series out. I think they just have so much more talent
0: I think the most that will
1: overcome it.
0: I think the most intriguing series is the Milwaukee Boston series. Oh yeah. What, what's that at now? 2-1 two, one. Two, one, Milwaukee. Okay. Listen, and Kyrie's one, walking. Oh. I'm telling you now, Kyrie will walk. I think he already is, but he's gonna. There's no doubt that he's gonna walk if they win. If they can end up winning a championship, yeah, the championship, there the, would the be a sooner, chance of him signing.
1: Yeah, the sooner the Celtics lose, the better chance he's walking.
2: Right, which is a better chance for the Knicks?
1: Yeah.
0: By the way, even though I,
2: I had no
0: to. idea Denver was even like decent.
1: Oh, they were <laughs> decent <also. laughs> They're kind They're of out of all season nowhere. Yeah, they were decent all year.
2: They were the one seed for a couple of months, and then they, they were just... the two seed in the
0: They're... West this year. Like, excuse me, They're... guys.
2: I I, I couldn't <laughs> name. I think I could name one player on
0: their team.
1: Well, that one uh, white guy is pretty good.
2: Right,
0: Jokic. Yeah, it, yeah. I think Nico Milset. They have Paul Milset. Yeah, he's nice. decent too.
2: They still have. J-R. They need to get jr Smith and Chauncey Billups and Carmelo. Bring Carmelo back. What's Carmelo
1: doing these days? Nothing. He's, he's getting ready to come off the bench for the Knicks next sure.
0: year. Can you imagine? He is. You're going to hear it. If they get Williams no and way. they They're, sign the, either the Kyrie already, or Durant.
1: The rumor's already started, yeah. No uh, way. No, yeah. no, I... The rumor's already started. I saw, the, I saw an article he's in the, the post. He's the worst bench player in the... I think he's finally realizing that he, he has to come off the bench. I think he... I, mean, I will... I will take I will take Olympic mellow. I'll take Olympic mellow
2: coming off the bench right? If he's scoring, right?
0: By the way, if in case nobody knew, Olim- in case nobody knew, if he
2: took m- his Olympicness
0: and brought it to the league, he'd still be on a team. Yeah, but in all fairness to the Olympic mellow there's not also really play... a lot of con- competition there. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> well, but Ukraine basketball all... team isn't exactly the NBA. No, no,
1: well, no, no. I don't mean <laughs> it like that. I meant like, well, he's also not playing with LeBron James and. Those guys, he's well, right. As well. I mean, you but don't have to pay like, attention to him.
0: I think he could be good if he, if they, if he comes, came to the next and was, yeah. was the the sixth. See, guy. like
1: that's the problem with mellow. Mello didn't like, still thought he was mellow like two thousand and ten mellow. and it's like, dude, you're not. You're a fatter version. You're you're not that guy anymore. It just sucks to say, but you're not that guy anymore. You're gonna have to be coming off the bench, and you just gotta find your role. It's just it happens.
2: He's still hard to cover if you put him in the right spot. He could still probably oh, get yeah. 15 points off the bench, which is great. That's right. That's I mean, it's valuable. I don't. I, just, um, I don't think it would work with him going back. From New York. Oh, I, I agree. I, I was joking.
0: By I, the I, way, it's no right. longer hoodie mellow. It's ski Cat mellow now. Oh, oh great. <laughs> I mean, he's been wearing a ski Cat in the gym while working out. Apparently, that's the cool thing to do now. Oh,
2: so you're wearing something to keep you warm when you're sweating. Got it. Thanks, bud.
0: Well, the hoodie.
2: Yeah, I guess. Same thing. Okay, so he downgraded. So he went down.
0: He, he's like losing this. clothing. Nope. Eventually, points, he's just going to practice naked. Points,
2: right? Points to Mellow.
0: <laughs> Eventually, he'll just practice just in the ski cap. Yep.
2: Perfect. Mellow. I'm backing on Mellow. Let's go. <laughs> We're all in. We're all in. <laughs> max contract. Here we go.
0: You know what the sad part is? Is I could see the Knicks offering him a max contract before Durant. Imagine <laughs> like that's their that's their backup plan. Like they can't get Kyrie, they
2: can't get Durant. Did you bring my back?
0: Well, that's why they got Stoudemire.
2: Wasn't Let's that... bring the band back together so he can punch another fire hydrant. Whatever that was.
0: Listen, uh, he's dominating Israel right now. Leave him alone.
2: Was it a fire hydrant or was it the? It was a fire.
0: Fire! it oh,
1: yeah, was the extinguisher?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Got it. They were good that year well, too.
1: And they had yeah. and Then
0: they, they just
2: faced the hill. Miami Heat. Yeah, and they
1: faced. Right, they went downhill
2: when they had Ray, when Raymond Felton
0: left. That was. Did the, you know Raymond was, Felton still plays? Back, yes, apparently. <laughs> He's what in the play. Is he isn't he in the playoffs? I have no idea. He's a fine backup point guard at this point, probably. Yeah, but is it lockout Felton or, or Skinny Felton? I don't
2: know.
0: Where's Jeremy Lin? Oh, he got eliminated too. Wait, no. Jeremy He's Lin not got, even on. Jeremy Lin, Lin on got, Brooklyn anymore. When when Thanos snapped his fingers, Jeremy Lin was gone. <laughs> Never. <laughs> and he's out. like, what team is he on? He's not on Brooklyn anymore, right? He's on somebody else's team. Right. Oh yeah, he hasn't been in
1: Brooklyn in a while. He was in Toronto for a bit. Felton. Really? Felton is here.
0: in OKC.
1: Oh, okay. well, Chris he was
0: in Toronto for a bit, but I can be wrong. Oh, good I lost him. track of where. The key is, what's his hairstyle this week? He so got that. right. That. Mohawk. Cornrows. 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 He's still Toronto. Oh, okay. So he's in the playoffs. Good for him. I don't know if he's playing, but he's in the playoffs. His team's in the playoffs, at least. Let's see. Career statistics. Okay, the last time he played a playoff game was 2016. Jeremy Lin? Yep.
1: When he was on the Rockets. Charlotte. Charlotte, okay.
0: I've lost Stop. track how
1: many teams he's been on the last couple of years.
0: Poor Jeremy Lin. Did you know he was on the Warriors originally? Really? I didn't know that. From 2010 2011. And he was in Nick uh, for a year. Uh, yep. Yeah. Then he started 82 okay. games for Oakland. Oh, well, well. Anyway, with that being said, let's go and listen to a little more Division 1.1. We'll be right back. All
1: right. Welcome back to the XB Podcast. <laughs> Just listen to Dying Day. Dying spin. Uh Dying Day. <laughs> dying Day by Division 1.1. 1. 1. Um... Let's talk about the NFL draft since we haven't been um, we haven't been on since the NFL draft. Um, I thought the Jets draft was pretty decent. They uh, they got the arguably the best defensive tackle in the draft in uh, Quentin Williams, so I thought that was great as well. They did make a lot of other valid moves. There a lot of Jet fans were getting mad that they were kept kept on trading back with. Uh, everything like that. I haven't really studied their draft, but I did like Quentin Williams. Um, what what do you guys think about the Jets draft?
2: For a team that, that needs people, trading back is the way to go, getting more assets and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I like Quentin Williams too. He's, uh, most people said, like you said, the best defensive tackle in the draft. I would have thought about an edge rusher but and I know Jeff fans are probably annoyed that they kept taking defense too, but that's just kind of still what they need. Even though they keep drafting it, they still need it.
0: Um, right. You you learn it throughout the years. The teams with the debt on defense are the ones that are going to win. The guys who could keep your your top guys off the field the whole time, you know, are the ones that are going to win.
2: I, I thought they did fine. I thought, you know, they weren't the story of the draft. No, which
1: is always a good thing, especially with the Jets. Oh, I did like I did like their second-round pick, uh, the defensive end from uh, Florida. Um, I do remember watching him a bunch, so that, that was good on them as well. Oh, this, this third round, I'm sorry. But, yeah, I thought he was good too. Um, that was a good value pick with the Jets. Um, what, what did you think about the Packers? The Packers made a couple of first round draft picks and overall, I'm sure they made solid moves as well.
2: Um, yeah, they took Rashawn Gary from Michigan with their first pick. Um, seems like, a a bit of a boomer bust pick, to be honest. Everything I've read is he's very talented, but the production wasn't there in college. Um, so, I guess we'll see about that. Uh, the second pick, they took Darnell Savage from, uh, I think it was Maryland. One of those small schools. Um, they had to trade up. They traded two-fourths to trade up from 30 to, I think, 21 or 22 to get him. Um, again, not a bad pick. Seems like a Bullhawk kind of pick, which they needed. To go well with uh, the signing of Adrian Amos, so they're kind of the back end of their defense is kind of set. Got another pass rusher, so overall, I liked what they did. They took a tight end in the third round, I think, too, which they yeah
1: Jay Steinberg from Iowa, right?
2: No, no, they the Iowa kids went in the first round. I wanted them to take one of them, but they didn't.
1: Yeah, I, I think the Packers did well as uh, as well. I think with Gary, that scares me. Like you mentioned before, it was a lot of rumors going pre-draft that his shoulder was of any minute gonna explode and they were gonna have to have surgery on his shoulder. So it it's wasn't just... that
0: it was gonna explode. It's been hurt. He's been playing. He played all of last year with it. He played. He wore a harness the last two seasons. Okay, well, but then... but it's gonna it's, happen. It's playing. It's it's fine enough to play. But he's going to have to have the surgery at, like, let's just say they don't make the playoffs, like, as soon as the season ends. He decided not to have the surgery knowing he could play on it. And he'll just go out this year and play. And then as soon as their season ends, he's going to have the surgery.
1: Okay, but that's still a lot of a good reason why he fell.
2: All right, that's still not a great first round pick, is what I was saying.
1: He's, I, obviously, he, we, we all know he has the talent, we all like him. And we saw what he did in Michigan, but that's why he fell to 12.
2: I, and there's a couple guys, like I said, I would have liked one of the tight ends from Iowa, um, but it is what it is. They took a running back too, which I'm not really sure why they drafted an offensive lineman. So overall, I thought it was a decent draft filled some needs.
0: Yeah, they filled up the needs. It's weird. The Packers are, are filling needs and not just bringing in guys. Um, apparently, they're going to re-sign Matt Flynn too, according to Vin.
2: <laughs> I, you missed this part, then. They were, They all went to the Kentucky Derby yesterday. Yeah, and it's like that, yeah. It was like Roger's crew, like yeah. Bakhtiari and Devontae Adams and Cobb, but Matt Flynn was there, so like apparently he's part of the crew. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw that on
1: Twitter, so that's cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: and then the Giants. The um, I it's just let's, hear it. Let's, let's
0: hear it. let's hear it. Dan. I want. To, I can't wait to hear this.
2: You were not happy in your initial reaction video that was on Instagram. You were very not happy. Um,
1: I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I on obviously I wanted Alan because Alan fell to us. Um, my initial reaction. I wanted Alan for the thought that maybe Daniel Jones would be able to fall to us at 17 um if that was the way we were going to go. Uh but um I'm okay. we got to run with uh, Daniel Jones. We got we got to go with Daniel Jones. We I've heard good things, I've heard bad things. It wasn't the sexiest pick of of a quarterback like usually when you get a first round quarterback in the top 10, you're like, "Oh, okay. We're going with this guy, and we're, we're playing him day one, and we're ready to go. Um, with Daniel Jones, it's more of the, all right, this guy has a lot of potential. He can sit behind Eli or most likely sit behind Eli, and he's going to be able to grasp the, the playbook, and he, God knows what happens with him. The thing with Daniel Jones, after reading and watching everything the last two weeks, he's Eli Manning. Um, with the terms of he's mentally there, he's he's more oh, he's a more athletic version of Eli Manning. He he's able to get the reads. He knows the playbook. He's you're ne- you're never going to be worried about him saying anything dumb in the media. He's a team guy. Um. Is it the product of him being at Duke why his stats weren't high enough? I'm sure that was part of it. Um, But he wasn't a – we don't know if this guy is a home run draft pick for the first-round pick or not. So only time will tell with that. Obviously, I was mad because I thought we were able to get him. We don't know. No one's going to say that they were going to draft him. Obviously, like the Redskins or other teams that wanted a quarterback were going to – Draft him before the Giants were going to get him back at 17. So the old adage is, if you like a quarterback, don't waste time and get him. Um, what, do you, what do you, Before we get to Dexter Lawrence and the, the other picks, Steve, what do, you, what do you think about Daniel Jones? And I want to hear Vin's opinion as, as well.
0: I'm okay with the pick because you would have had to give up so much to get to 9. He, he, I truly did believe that Denver was going to pick him at 10. And that's the reason Denver traded back, is because he wasn't available. Denver was the team rumored that was trying to jump ahead of the Giants the most to get a quarterback, and I felt like he was the guy they wanted. You got to look at the Giant history and the Giant front office. Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones is a New York Giant. Oh, 100%. percent face the facts. Um, Whether people want to believe it or not, and I'm going to tell you right now, we're getting another... 15, 20 years of the same quarterback we have, which is. And I'm, and,
1: I'm, and I'm okay with that. Like, and but that, that was the reason why I, I wasn't mad at the Giants drafting Daniel Jones. I was mad at the fact that here you have coach, uh, general manager Gettleman saying one thing and then going completely the opposite direction. But if they're both on the Giants board as the same person, and obviously the quarterback is going to rank higher than a defensive end, then so be it. That is what it is. But he, he just seems to contradict himself every press conference. And that that's why I was I was mad at first and I'm, I was able to cool down and just having everybody make fun of us, it sucked. But you know what? He's on our team now and let's see what – let's roll. And that, that's the one thing um, with Daniel Jones is as much as I would love to see Eli – finish his career out here. If Daniel Jones outplays Eli in training camp, I would, I would maybe consider the situation of not, I maybe having him start out of the get go. Cause you're wasting a six, six pick of the draft and you're going to just let him sit <coughs> on the bench. You don't see that happening nowadays, which is a good or bad thing. So it, it, it can go either way. So it's just one of those weird scenarios of, if you're going to get a top six pick, you're going to want him to play. So it's going to be really interesting to see that dynamic unfold as the days and months come along. He's but I'm, I'm a... going
0: to play eventually. I'm oh, of tell course. You
2: oh, uh, without a doubt.
0: And you mean not even...
2: this season?
0: Yes. I, I can't see okay. a point of this season that him playing unless – Unless it's really – Unless we're bad. like seven and two, you're not going to see him play. We yeah, brought Eli like, in. We were five, we were what five and four, six and three, something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, but Kurt Warner was playing bad.
0: Right. Let's. Kurt let's Warner let, wasn't that that well.
1: was the key caveat to that situation.
0: And I'm gonna tell you right now, everyone who complained. But he also got hurt, right? He got hurt. To, no, Warner to didn't start get hurt. It. No, no. He,
1: it was just he was fumbling he just, like literally all the time. There wasn't okay. a good protection, and he was throwing bad picks. If I remember, obviously it's 15 years ago, so I don't don't remember clearly but from all that that's what i remember and then it was like all right bye week we're still 500 but eli's our guy and he could be our guy um but um but um i do not like the fact that people like i see license plate guys um twitter feed and everything like that and people are physically rooting against the guy to be good then you're not a Giants fan (laughs) i'm sorry if if he's on the Giants now, you you we gotta take it for what it is, what it's worth. He he's on the Giants, and we obviously they get paid a lot of money to scout and draft and do everything that sort of thing. Damon Jones is our guy. He's he's my guy now. He's Steve's guy, and it, 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 let's let's ride. Let's ride with him. Um, the other draft picks was uh, Dexter Lawrence from uh, the nose guard from Clemson who uh, didn't get to play the – which I like, but he, he didn't get to unfortunately play in the playoffs last year, the college playoffs, because of a false uh, – of a drug test. But I do like him. Um, the only problem with him is he's a 340-pound nose guard. Uh, I, I would love to have gotten a little bit more of a value pick, but where he is, he's been a good college player. let's see if he can become that pass rushing guy which he was the first year and a half of his college career and injuries slowed it down a bit i I would like to see that in the pro especially getting a 17th pick but i do like him being the nose guard and he could stuff the run pretty much a younger version of snacks so i like that one as well and then the hour, and then we traded back in and I, and i did like i did like this move he was the, arguably the best corner in the in the draft so um he seems very cocky from the get-go so you know you like that coming getting it out of your uh, your, your cornerbacks so let's we've had bad history of cornerbacks the last couple of years in Baker but let's see what Baker can do. he obviously knows how to play good college football in Georgia. So he's played a lot of meaningful games. So I like that. Um, everything else, the one thing I would have to say I was kind of shocked about with the Giants is the lack of of offensive line uh, draft picks. They only drafted one, but uh, that's here or there with that situation. And I did like uh, the love pick from Notre Dame. I always liked love, so. He got banged up in the playoff games, so.
0: It's also safe to say you could put that sixth rounder on the roster for week one. By the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Valentine, you could, yeah, you could just give him the spot for week one because you know you gotta get that story.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, Listen, yeah. I hope he comes in and plays well. They're saying that he may show up on the sixth. Uh. To the final couple of days of camp just to kinda check in and
1: Yeah, that that's that's an unfortunate story, especially losing your best friends and getting shot at, it, it's really sad to say. Um Steve, did you see that video yesterday of Dana Jones and Eli side by side saying um that was yes. pretty, that was pretty funny. Uh must say myself.
2: That, you mentioned it before. I just I wanted to quickly go back to it. I was having, you know, I don't watch Duke football, and no, you know, no one does. No one. No one, one does. I'm not a <laughs> scout, so I'm saying me knowing Daniel Jones is good or bad. I have no idea. It just didn't seem like Gettleman either. He's not a good public speaker, or he didn't have a plan, because his response to why didn't you take him at seventeen was, "Life short. I could get to by a bus tomorrow." And I was like, "Okay, well, that's not really an answer." Yeah, that. See, that that's my biggest problem with Gettleman. So, like. I don't know whether he does he doesn't a have terrible a plan job or he just doesn't know what he's talking. To. He just can't talk. It's
1: either one. Uh, so he, he that's the talk. only thing that worries me about it. <laughs> he, he can't talk. It's it's a proven fact because he'll he'll say all these things and then two weeks later, he's gone. Like 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 the whole Odell Beckham situation. Oh, right. well, you don't we don't we don't sign him to trade him. We don't sign him to trade him. The next like two weeks later, you trade him. So. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. You can't trust Gettleman on anything he says. Right. You can't take Always. whatever he says, and that's that goes for
2: everybody. But more particularly, him as of late, you, I I do not trust anything. he says. <clears throat> All he had to say was, "This is my guy. We like them, and we, you know, it, we took it, our exactly. guy, and that's and it." He, and, and he it, kept it's, on it's doubling. The thing, and, and he kept on doubling
1: down, making it worse after like a right. couple of days after the draft. They're like. Just say Dan Jones is your guy and be done with it. Let's let's right.
0: let's the, run. the other thing with him is also like you got to realize they drafted. Cam, he drafted Cam Newton, right?
1: No, he did not.
0: He didn't right. draft. But all those years that he was in Carolina and Cam got hurt and they didn't have a plan and didn't have that quarterback behind them or the contract was almost up and they didn't have a quarterback ready. You know, Derek Anderson was their plan. Yeah. And he knows it that that can't happen again. Especially in a New York media. In Carolina that's one thing. But if there's no plan behind Eli Manning, if Geno Smith was the backup last year, nobody would have been happy. Nobody no. would have been. Happy. Oh no. No. Oh. Okay? But uh... they they ran into a perfect scenario. Yes was it early to take him? Possibly. Again, we'll never know what other well, teams were thinking. Right? Well, well, that's
2: my other thing. Well, never the Broncos know. like somebody a quarterback. I don't want them. That's because <laughs> like, it just hasn't done and, well. And before. we also and, the Redskins and we were doing Haskins the whole time. They were always
1: well. You know, they were also hinting that they were going to get Daniel Jones as well. I they they were the three teams with a huge on Daniel Jones. Obviously, they're not. The Redskins are obviously not going to say that now, especially with Haskins falling to them. Um, obviously they're I not going taken to say,
2: Haskins. I would be Giants, but that's just
1: you know me I was on the Haskins board um can Daniel G- Jones be more of an athletic quarterback which the Giants never have had <laughs> maybe other than Hosler, but we've never saw him because we were young too young to watch Haas during that Super Bowl run but he's the prototypical Giants quarterback and and the Giants obviously don't like change so if he, he can play quarterback for the Giants the next 15 years and get a couple Super Bowl appearances and a Super Bowl ring then he's worth every six, single <laughs> second of being the sixth pick overall. It's just the wait and see is what sucks with everybody wanting the instant gratification. Like you you can see if you if you look back on everybody's like grades of the draft which is meaningless to begin with. But you can get the right range of A's to F's because of Daniel Jones. And strictly only because of Daniel Jones. It's really funny. I thought the draft was solid. I, think, I really thought the Giants did a decent job with this draft. And hopefully they build from last year's draft to this year's draft. And they start building that young nucleus. And within a year or two, we have something cooking again to make the playoffs. I just... And especially with someone like Barkley's caliber, and we are gonna definitely gonna be a more of a running team next year. Anything can happen. We just need to get that defense rebuilt. And other than pass rush, I think the Giants did that with the uh, free agency and draft. I,
2: I, I was I was talking to my dad about this, and it was like he ma- he made a good point that like Dak doesn't do. You know, Dak isn't a, a star. Obviously, he's a Cowboy fan. Dak isn't a, a, I mean, he's probably a starting quarterback, but he's not like a high level quarterback, but they have the other pieces around them. Yes. If the Giants can build something similar like that, like when they drafted Barkley and now they drafted defense, it could work, but then you get to the point where you got to pay the quarterback and we all know that issue. And And
1: that's the scary thing for Cowboy fans is Dak is a year away from having, making almost $30 million a year. And let's be honest, yeah. I don't think he's worth it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let, let's, that's my point. It's right. like, yeah, Dak's good. Dak is exactly what the Cowboys need, but it's going to be interesting when the Cowboys are at that bridge of like, do we pay Dak $30 million and him being the arguably because you know how that goes. All it goes is up and up and up of the next free agent quarterback right. is going to be the richest free agent quarterback. Is Dak Prescott going to be worth that highest paid quarterback tag? we know, Kirk Cousins wasn't, and we saw how that happened last year. Um, I think Russell is. I think Russell's worth it. We've seen yeah, Russell do, do enough um, for him to warrant it. But when that da- when that it's time for Dak, it's going to be really interesting on how the Cowboys feel with this situation. Do they look someplace else, or do they suck it up and do it?
0: Yeah, the Cowboys. I mean, they probably situations. just not do it, but. I feel like they they have to do it. Honestly. Because what else are they gonna do? Like what other scenario would they have?
2: They would have to they actually would have the draft of the guy already,
0: which I don't I mean yeah, they didn't, but You would have to draft a guy already. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so. I don't know.
1: It's gonna be a fun offseason. Um, Steve are we I can't wait for the softball game with Landon Collins yes
0: I've actually been talking to Joe this week about it um, we will be in contact with the media people that are involved with it like we were the last time and working on being media guy media worthy for that event Um. That would be the next time we really talk about the Giants,
1: unless something else crazy happens. Hopefully, nothing crazy happens.
0: Right, and of course, I spoke with Joe about um, joining us to preview it coming up soon, talking about the team and things like that. So we're definitely gonna do that soon. Um, for those who don't know, it's license by guy. Um, with that being said, let's take another break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the episode 227 of the S&E Podcast Show. Steven, Dan, and Vinner here. After a huge packed show, we are going to be discussing now Major League Baseball. The Mets are. Mets decided to take a couple weeks off from hitting. So. Now we're playing 17 innings and getting 10 hits. Five hits, not even 10 hits. Five hits. That's what it feels like.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's been a rough couple. Uh, Series is for the boys in orange and blue. Uh, yeah, it's just
2: it's first, not. What's up? Yeah, I was gonna say the first the offense was going and the pitching wasn't. Now the pitching's going and the offense isn't. Uh, it's not a good sign, but I, don't, I mean, I still have faith in in the rest of the season. It's still early.
1: Yeah, it's still very early, but there's certain definitely scary signs of certain situations, just like here we go again, kind of, um, just right. things that could happen. It's just, um, we do have a lot of lot of players that are positives, obviously with Pio Alonso um, proving that he was worth the two weeks, uh, not worried about the arbitration a couple of that years down the road, which is great to see, obviously, with the Rookie of the Month. So congratulations to him on that. Um, you've seen moments of him being... Uh, being a rookie at that still, which is obviously expected, but more majority of the time, he's able to prove that he's worthy of being on the major leagues and everything like that. And I was going to say to you guys, um, their biggest concern with Pete Alonso had was his defensive glove. And I'll be honest with you, I've been pleasantly surprised on how he plays the place for space. I'm, I'm not saying he's uh, Todd Helton or one of the Keith Hernandez at first base, but he does a fine job. I didn't get the knock of him being a butcher in at first base was the last couple of years, but I'm very glad to see that. And obviously uh, McNeil being able to hit at a high average as well has been exciting to watch as well. So, uh, what, what do you what do you guys take away with with uh, Pete Alonso in his first month with the Mets, yeah.
2: he hasn't been bad at first base. Like they said, um, like even when he was struggling at you know defensively last year, that like catching the throws to first, picking balls and that kind of thing wasn't the issue. So like for me, that's the most important thing. I mean, actually fielding ground balls and that kind of stuff is something you can work on. Uh, you know, picking and footwork at first that's something that usually comes kind of naturally. Like you either got it or you don't. Um, like you said, he hasn't been a butcher. He's been, I mean, more than adequate. Yeah. And oh, the way course. he hits, he's fine. You know, it's not, it's not an issue.
1: Yeah. Not but. at all. And I love the way he's gone opposite field a lot and, and bearing down at certain bats, which was right. great to see as well.
0: Yeah. Um, one of, the, one of the coolest it's, things last night in that long game was Todd Zeal, just kind of pointing out the fact that some things that people won't notice who by the way, Todd Zeal' has been really good.
1: yeah I, he I, I, I agree I
0: agree um, I was fun. It was really cool to see him he was what was he doing yesterday? Um, when Jeff McNeil came up, he, Jeff McNeil's one of those rare guys who come to the plate before they step into the box starts looking at the infield. And goes, okay, where's the hole I'm going to aim for? Taddeo was a really good hitter. So he's going to see those things in other players. So for him to say that, it was kind of like weird to watch. And like, you don't see that every day. Players just kind of go to the box, do their thing, and get ready to hit. McNeil literally was standing there and looked around. He saw, there was one moment they were just showing his eyes, and he just saw that hole on the left side of the infield. Between the on the right side of the infield, between the second baseman and third baseman, and that's where he hit it. Right, yeah, right there, scored a run, got a run scored. He did the same thing the other day against the Reds.
2: He bunted with two outs, did, like bunted for a hit, and and drove in a run because he noticed that they were they were giving him a drag bunt. Like Votto was playing back and wasn't, and then he, he tried it once and it didn't work, and then. He still didn't come in, so he did it again and it worked. So like yeah, he's very observant player. I like that. And he's been also been fine defensively in left field. I haven't really had any issues. Made a nice catch last night. And I haven't really seen any issues with him. Um I like the I, I like their lineup. It's just a bunch and of I guys kinda of went in a slump at the same time. Ramos has not really hit that much. No. I mean he's been clutched, but he, he it's it's basically all just singles. Uh, Cano really hasn't gotten going yet. Conforto's been a little streaky. We mentioned Nemo before, who is like 0 for his last 22 or something. So, like, everybody kind of just hit a skid at the same time.
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination of the weather and so City and guys. It's, it's just not – I don't want to make an excuse. It's just one of those they've been, they were so hot that they had to cool down. It's just unfortunately everybody on the offense cooled down.
0: Right. right, which everybody's also going to go through. That's the most important thing. Oh yeah, which you know, people people are like, oh, we got to start hitting, we got to swing. It's a six month season. Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> like, like relax yourself a little bit there. Let the let the play time happen. Let it happen. You got to go through slumps. It's not like there's anybody running away with a division. Oh, uh, and
1: that right. and that and that's the best thing about it.
0: It's an open division. Let's face it's facts. Very,
1: it's very open.
2: Very like last very, night, the Phillies had a three-run lead on Washington and blew it. To uh, I
1: think that also is the game. that's the, also the frustrating thing about the Mets slump right now is because it's so open right now and it's just like, come on guys, come on just just let's go on a couple weeks like a couple week hot streak and it it could happen kind of thing and their Mets are so close for that to happen as well. Especially with how the pitching has been, basically. Right.
2: I mean, I'm still holding out hope. I mean, I'm not giving them. Obviously, we can't give up on the season a month in. But, I mean, there are some signs that aren't encouraging. But I still think they can put everything together. The biggest issue for me, if, if I had to point out one thing, Ahmed Rosario needs to. I don't know. Take a break, a couple of days off.
0: He's getting today he off.
2: He can't field anything. He can't pick. The yeah, what? Point.
1: What the hell is happening with him this year? I
2: like. I don't know. The first two weeks of the season, he was the best shortstop in the league, and he, now it's just he can't do anything. I mean, I, I'm sure it'll. It's probably in his head at the moment, and he'll probably get over it, but he needs to get over it quick because it's becoming an issue. And I,
1: I've always liked Etra Maria, so he, he's he's going to be playing. So it
0: everyone complained back. about Dom being sent down because of him, and it's right, venue tweeted it the other day, he needs to play. But actually yeah. I heard yesterday it was his, um. it was Etramaria's Maria's contract. Yeah, it was. They had to call him up by a certain date to get him. Or, or get rid of him. Which,
2: but he's only going to be up for like two weeks. This is what I'm saying. Like Jed Lowry is probably a week or two away, and then he has to go back down. They're not going to send JD Davis down.
0: Just remember, Jed rid- Lowry was just could- soreness.
2: Three months later, they can get rid of Broxton. Bro- that's really the only other move.
0: Yeah, but then you're out. Now who's your outfield guys? Well, and then it's Juan's the fourth outfielder, and that's that's it.
2: Because when Lowry comes back, he's probably going to play every day at third base, which means McNeil's going to be playing left field. So it's either Nimmo or Lagarus on the bench.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, this is a problem I, I, to have. Let's just let's just face for, this. Yeah, We've I, never I, had this it's problem. It's a
1: good problem. Yeah. It's a very good problem to have.
0: We have never had this
1: problem. <laughs> I would love. I uh, wish our pitching had a little bit more depth, which we've been, which we've been crying about forever. But that would be the only negative about our our team. That would be like, all right, well, all right. <laughs> like if I never saw Todd Frazier again, I would be very happy.
2: But that's yeah, not same. I, um, I agree. It's
1: just he doesn't do much for me, other than that random home run yeah he's a good team guy but we have so many other
2: yeah there's a bunch I mean I would like to get rid of him if we could because I mean at least Broxton can run a little bit and bring something to the table but I don't see him uh, getting DFA'd at this point
0: Broxton lives that pitch runner life Right. Which is at least
2: a valuable spot. It's something.
0: Which also Hedges Maria ran yesterday. He got that hit. Sorry about that. He got that hit late in the game. And, you know, they threw over to him a bunch of times, knowing he was going to possibly run. He ran. He steals the base. Base hit to right field. He scores. Yeah. Or left field. Sorry. Base hit by McNeil in the left field. And he scores on it. We haven't had a guy that we could rely to do that in a long time. Late in the game. Right. So you know. And also it was shitty
1: situation twice this week that Evan Diaz gave up uh tie games and
2: like right. the two games they lost to the Reds were because their best pitcher gave up a home and, they, they, and like, then and that it's, shit it's happened happen.
1: And that shit happens obviously it's shitty that it happened twice in the same week. But right. hopefully it doesn't happen again.
0: Right. Dan's got both dogs. Yes, sorry about that.
2: The dogs agree on, yeah. on the Mets,
0: clearly. Right. And then in the Bronx, they're getting healthy. They're getting healthy at the right time. Starting the,
2: to get there, yeah.
1: And the B, the B Yankees are holding ground, which that's all you can ask for with the Yankees right there. Um, I'm not sure how the Rays have been doing. I know they had the best record in the month of April, but... Yankees are in distance with to keep it in distance when everybody gets back that they can make a make a run at the division, which we all we just lost do. Paxton, which I yeah knee big... inflammation, which is a huge situation, especially so, with Tanaka yeah, being at his best the last couple of
2: starts. If he's out for any extended period of time, then they got a bit of an issue. But
1: what the Yankees but again, do have, Heiko's but still
0: the, sitting there doing nothing.
1: But the Yankees do have more depth. In the bottom of the rotation, like, they can bring up Luizaga again or they 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 have both guys ready to go at any moment. And they do have Sessa. I know no one really likes Sessa as a long man situation for, like, that spot start. But he can do it every now and then. So, the Yankees are prepared for some sort of injury. But, obviously, already not having Severino is huge enough. So... Obviously, with Paxton, especially the last couple starts he had, uh, were huge. So that being that, it's just it's just simply amazing how the Yankees are still. Granted, the teams they're playing aren't the best either, but
2: the American Yankees, League kind of stinks.
1: Yeah, they're holding their own. They're, they're they they they. It's like they all got hurt at the right time of the schedule. Also, right, right. There's no good time to get hurt, obviously. I, I know that.
2: But and if, you're gonna if, get hurt, if you're everybody's
1: going to get hurt, it's like this stretch when they were, when were playing all the crappy, crappy teams at the moment.
2: But, and early in the season.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, any word on to Stan or anybody, any of Stan's those guys? Been hitting. Stan's been hitting. I know um, Fraser has been coming back soon enough.
2: I think they said Fraser's going to be back on Monday and Did dd that. is going to start his thing and like start his rehab assignment in like 2 weeks or you oh plan wow. to start a rehab assignment in 2 weeks wow. All right. yeah or i'm sure weeks? it's
1: more of a plans than doing right
2: you know, right. It's still, so, it's you know be, how that you, yeah you know how that goes it's still going to be an all-star break kind of situation i think cuz i mean it's probably yeah. going to be the full extent of rehab games not just like you know a week and a half or something like that
1: oh yeah for sure it's just, and Gary came back, he had two runs on Friday night, which is, mm-hmm. so, so, good to see him come back to life a little bit, so. Uh,
2: yeah, like you said, they're holding their own.
1: They really are. It's, it's, you gotta give them credit for that. With guys that you never heard of and stuff like that. Right.
2: Ursula, or whatever the hell that guy's name is. Sheila Mayhew has been good too. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: But he's the only real, like, all right, everyday player that you you know every right. day other than Gardner. But Ushela Ushella's always had a good glove. The um he was on the Indians last year.
2: Right. Which they were I saw this is just what looking at Yankee fans on Twitter that saying he should be playing third base pretty much every day and Andrew Hart should be on the bench because well he I mean here he came back and made two errors right away. Well not on the bench but DH.
1: Well, yeah, well right now, yeah. But but you should be on the Yankees roster for the rest of the season because of that and you're able right. to play him double switch well get him into the game late and don't have to worry about Andalhar's club costing him the game.
0: And don't forget, like, they signed Cameron Maben too.
1: Well, yeah. But he'll probably be DFA'd when everybody gets back. Unless... The, he shouldn't, because he's a good defensive glove. Other than Tuchman. Uh I think he should be getting playing time over Talkman, but who knows about that when everybody comes back. Yeah, But, yeah. Theoretically, the starting outfield of the New York Yankees is all on the, DR, the DL, so... It's impressive. Right. Between Hicks, Stan and George Grant, Stan would be the D H much more, more times than not. Which I think I think Stanton should be playing the outfield more. Whether if it rather it's left field. I, I really I think that's why I think Judge Stan's more of a player that needs to play every day kind of thing.
2: He that's, was that never that's, a bad outfielder.
1: No, that's that's my point. That I I think that's I think stands that kind of guy that needs to be playing the field kind of thing to get more of him being ready to play cuz as you saw last year once Judge went out, he had no choice to, and he had to play right field and that's when his hot streak came came along. I'm sure that's not a ident- coincidence.
2: Right.
0: That's just my two cents with that. So, so with that being said, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of social media, all your podcast apps, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. If I didn't mention it, S and dot com, Check it out. We've got a bunch of cool things coming up. A bunch of cool podcasts on there. Now shout out to the fast break guys who have joined our show. Um, a really good insider on the NBA, and with that being said, anything else, you guys? No, I'm just um, talk
1: to you guys in a few weeks. I'm going away in a couple of weeks, but I can't wait. So I'll be back better than ever when I get back.
0: All yeah. right. With that being said,
1: see you guys in a couple of weeks.